Penn State is expected to land four-star athlete Liam Andrews in the class of 2024. And this is an important get for the Nittany Lions because he could end up playing right away. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. You are locked on Nittany Lines. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. My name is Zach Seiko. I am your host of the show, and I am joined once again. The everydayers know I'm very well. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is Brian Smith, the recruiting expert here with the network, plus also the publisher for Fan Nation All Hurricanes. Brian, welcome back. I, I really enjoy our weekly conversations here. Thank you, sir. It's always fun to talk some college football recruiting. Yep, we're talking recruiting. Liam Andrews is now the one of the focal points, has been for quite some time, but we are on legitimate commit watch for the big guy. It, it seems like it's going to be here at the end of July, and Liam Andrews going to start on the defensive side of the ball rather than he can play both ways. You can go defensive line, offensive line, listed as an offensive tackle in some place. But this guy, I think, could come in right away and be a contributor if all goes well on the interior of the defensive line. He has the size and he has the length to do it. I've watched his film several times. He moves well laterally, which surprised me because of his height. And due to that, you got to give him a shot. If it doesn't work out, you can always move him. No. But you're right. I, I think he has the power, the speed, the athleticism. I think he could contribute at Penn State. Absolutely. I don't think this is somebody that red shirts because he's already listed in the in, – he's going to easily put on more weight. But right now, when you're listed as big as he is, six foot four, 280 pounds, like this is somebody that I believe if he enrolls early – that's someone that can easily be a backup defensive tackle, especially with what Penn State is going to lose in due time. There are guys that are going to be moving on very soon from the interior defensive line, meaning there's going to be a lot of wide open spots. And so many people com keep complaining that Penn State doesn't have the size, that they're not big on the interior of the defensive line. That's why they lose to Michigan. That's why they lose to Ohio State. I I'll say it again. That's not the reason why they lost those select games. But it is important that Liam Andrews can be that anchor in the middle of all projects well. And he's, it looks like he, Penn State's going to beat out the likes of South Carolina, Wisconsin. And Brian, I thought this was interesting and something I brought up before on other shows is the fact that Penn State has made a very good impression on a lot of these high school prospects. Penn State is usually the first visit on these kids' list. And then they go elsewhere, and ultimately they've made a commitment. Nick Marsh, Benedict Ume, Jamonte Waller, just to name a few. But in Penn State's case, Liam Andrews, that was his first visit to Penn State, then took his time to go to South Carolina and Wisconsin. So kudos to them for winning this recruiting battle. It was right now, right? Everyone's starting a future caster in on rivals, crystal balls on 24-7, that Liam Andrews is going to be a Penn State Nittany Lion. But this is one where Penn State had that situation of being first on the list, and didn't lose out after all was said and done. Sometimes it just works out that way. Uh, I don't put as much stock into when they they visit other mm -hmm. than is the right person there to greet them, meaning the head coach, the position coach, et cetera. Penn State staff is tremendous. So I don't worry about it as much with them. On that note, he's still probably going to pick the school that was closest to him in his inner circle. That also mm -hmm. helps. So Penn State, you know, it's an East Coast school in, in a lot of kids' eyes and there isn't another dominant program out there. They should get kids like him. And this is what they have to do to climb the mountain and beat 
Ohio State, to beat Michigan. You got to get kids like this every year. Yeah. Getting size also helps. I mean, it, it is good to get some more size. It's not going to hurt. Yeah, and I do want to get the vitals right. According to Rivals, he is listed at six foot five, two hundred seventy pounds. That is an easy jump for him. If he's someone that does plan to enroll early, uh, if and when he commits to Penn State, he could easily add twenty pounds and already be as big as some of the senior defensive linemen. A lot of these guys are listed between two eighty and two ninety. Maybe this is someone that could even push three hundred pounds. We've seen Tony Rojas, who's a true freshman linebacker, add twenty nine pounds simply by enrolling early. So I like the way that Andrews projects. He is a 5.8 rivals rating. That's what he has. 205th in the nation, two in the state. He's second in the state of Massachusetts, and then 14th at his position currently of offensive tackle. But like we're discussing, he is going to start as a defensive tackle first and then see what happens. But I, I, I like this. I think that the defensive line wide receiver, the month of June is for wide receivers, and now the month of July is turning into the month of defensive linemen for Penn State. D linemen are what make Georgia and Alabama pretty much different yeah. than everybody else. I and mean, when Clemson was good, these are the kinds of guys you have to get, especially if they're in your backyard, because most of those kids are down south. It's just, it's just true. When there's one in your backyard, you better capitalize. So good for Penn State. And I think in Penn State's case, let's let's broaden this just a little bit from a class perspective. Penn State set out on a mission to get wide receivers, to get defensive linemen. That was their biggest gaps, I would say, the, the biggest holes on the roster. We're going to see it this year that the wide receiver group isn't necessarily weak, but how much of a strength is it? And then there's been a lot of criticism of the defensive line in the past. I think the defensive line is going to be extremely good. They're going to be really good this season, but how do they project after the likes of Chop Robinson and Issa Isaac leave? What is it? it the defensive lineman on the interior had a lot of criticism. I, I think Zane Durant has all the potential in the world, but Kaziah Izzard, Devon Ellies are coming towards the end of their Penn State careers. Where Jordan Vandenberg see, got some praise from James Franklin as one of the most improved players right. on this roster. But where does that leave them as far as a youth movement goes? Deion Barnes is now in charge of the defensive line group, and I like that they're winning the recruiting battles that they have heavily focused on. They weren't they they wanted to get a quarterback in Ethan Grunfmeyer. They got that. They got their running backs, but they focused on offensive line defensive line and wide receivers and it seems like they are checking a lot of boxes in their primary in their priorities for this recruiting cycle well that's why they've got a top 10 class a big part of it isn't just talent that you sign is it usable talent especially mm -hmm. early and penn state needed linemen. it takes especially o-line you really don't want to get behind there because it takes longer to develop them yeah. size strength and all that and technique but d-line like you said they're going to lose a few kids you just need more bullets in your gun than the other guy that's, that's the thing, because some of these kids will wash out for whatever reason. Academics, they don't want to work hard enough, whatever it is, it happens at every program. That being stated, when you're getting kids like the big fella, that's going to help you. I mean, that's a, that's a better chance that's really two bullets. You know what I mean? Like he's he was recruited by everybody. Yeah. So that's a really good sign for them. You need to get a few of those guys at the D-tackle spots, because like Alabama and Georgia get monsters every year, yeah. and they just rotate them in and out. It's crazy. So – if you're going to beat them, again, you got to get some of those guys. And Penn State operates with the philosophy of they don't just have 
they they don't just have starters at defensive line. They work in rotations because they always want fresh legs, especially with the way that Brent Pry operated the defense now at Virginia Tech. But the way that Manny Diaz does, you have to have quick feet at all times if you're going to rush after the quarterback and blitz it the way they do. But they always rotate. And this even goes back to chaos. Sean Spencer with they rotate an A and a B group at defensive line. So they're not going to mix and match. They like that chemistry on the defensive line. So it's important, as you said, having those at the back. Backups are very just as important because they're as valuable as the starters. I don't know that being a starter really matters anymore. It matters how many snaps you play and the quality of snaps that you play. Who cares if you're on the field first for the first drive of the game, whether you are on offense or defense. But I, I truly believe that Liam Andrews is someone that, if he doesn't roll early, can be someone that contrib- contributes right away and and will really help out the defensive line. Do you see any weaknesses in his game, Brian? You watch the tape, and yes, you see all the highlights, and there's a lot of things that stand out about his size, about the speed, the quickness for his size. Is there anything that he might need to work on if, you know, if and when he ultimately lands in Happy Valley? If he wants to play as a freshman, the answer is always the same. It's upper body strength. The difference between Big Ten football and playing in high school football in Massachusetts is the difference between my height and Shaquille O'Neal's, and I'm not six foot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, it is a far cry. Like, he just throws guys all over the field. High school football in Massachusetts is not very good. Mm-hmm. But he dominates, and he should. So now the question is, how much can he gain? Not just like you said earlier, mass is one thing, but power and mass together are much more important. And the other is just hand placement, all the little things. They've got good coaches there. They're not going to put him on the field unless he learns and listens and goes through the spring ball and does the right things, then he can be in that, maybe he's in the B group right away. Wouldn't surprise me. So the size is already kind of close, but got to get stronger, got to learn a little bit. He'll take care of itself after that. The opportunities are there. Like I said, there's a lot of veterans on this defensive line group that will open up doors for Liam Andrews and and some other guys, right? They've had Xavier Gilliam commit as well. They've also had DeAndre Cook. We don't know exactly what they believe for Caleb Brewer. He could be anything, tight end, offensive line, defensive line. Uh, and he all, now he sounds like he'll be an O lineman to start, but there are guys who have potential that could come in and contribute right away. I think Liam Andrews is the best of them. Now we're going to move on to the prospects that are currently committed for Penn State. Right, we're projecting Liam Andrews here to Penn State to bolster this 2024 class. But now those commitments who have been committed to Penn State for quite some time now, they were either low three stars, they were even unranked, and now they're starting to get invited to these All Star games. They're getting boosts in their ratings. We're going to discuss that. Plus how Nicholas Singleton and Quentin Martin compare as prospects. I thought this, this one comes from the community. This one was a comment that I saw that was interesting. Let's talk about that in just a second, but first a word from our sponsor of today's episode. And that is FanDuel America's number one sports book. Take your swing at betting major league baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times. That is right. 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. $200. All you got to do is bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets win or lose. That's 200 bucks you can spend on betting everything from the money line to over-unders to who you think is going to hit the first home run. That seems to be a popular one. Who's going to hit the first dinger? All on an app that is safe, 
secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, this is my favorite feature, you get paid instantly. So when you win, you get rewarded for it. No waiting around. There's no better place to bet Major League Baseball on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And Locked On Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. Check it out. Penn State rivals all the latest coverage when it comes to football recruiting, men's basketball, given some of the latest news, media availability with Mike Rhodes, and then all the stuff coming out about <laughs> Micah Shrewsbury and that whole debacle uh, there at the at the end of March. And we'll have some podcasts on that about it as well. Brian, we're, we're talking recruiting and the guys that have already been recruited for Penn State. Uh, they've been committed for quite some time now. Ethan Grunkmeyer and the likes of Donovan Harbor and Cooper Cousins. These are just some of the guys that are getting invited to the, these all-star games. But I find what's most intriguing, and this is something that has been brought up before, is that but some people take it as a lazy way to defend. Well, Penn State got another commit from a three-star. Uh, they're not really, they're not considered. They're not that really that good. Penn State's settling. That's what we heard a lot, especially with Ethan Grunkmeyer's commitment. Oh, Penn State's settling. This kid's unranked. This kid's a three-star. And now you look at ESPN. He's number six, according to ESPN. You look at on three, he's number 10. Rivals is getting ready to update its rankings. I imagine that Ethan Grunkmeyer will be a top 10 quarterback when all all said and done here, according to rivals, according just across the board of the industry. So Penn State players, Penn State commits are finally getting respect, the respect that they deserve, Brian. I think Grunk Meyer is a really good quarterback. I watched his film at length today. He reminds me a lot of former NC State and now Kentucky quarterback Devin Leary. On time, consistent, natural motion. You yep. can spin out, get away from the pass rush, do all the little things that annoy defenses to death. What's wrong with that? Um, I'm actually a little bit surprised that he didn't get recruited more. He's an Ohio kid. Uh, mm -hmm. That state's recruited to death. So it's it's a good pickup for them. And to be honest, if he's not a top 300 player, I mean, he's, I'm not saying he's going to light the world on fire and come in and start at Penn State as a freshman or something. That's, that's pretty hard. But he can be a starter for a couple of years at Penn State. I don't really care what fans think about rankings because they're the same people that when a three-star goes somewhere else – they bitch that the coach should have offered him. So I don't, I, that's every fan base. No, I, I don't care anymore about that stuff. I, I'm, I've lost all interest. If the coach wants him, the coach wants him. You just got to go with what they do. Yeah, that's an important point. And more so you need it. What I'm ultimately getting at is that you need to trust Penn state scouts over the industry. Brian, I know how much work you put in and I trust your judgment wholeheartedly, but there are some people that just, I don't know if they don't do as much diligence. They just don't do as much homework, but it feels almost a little lazy with the way that people project these prospects and everyone's journey through high school recruiting is different. Okay. I have said this before and I'll say it again. The industry can only, they can only judge you based on how much they've seen of you. So if you're playing high school in 12 games and in a smaller area, a smaller conference, a smaller school, you're not going to get as much recognition. You Correct. need to go to the camps. You need to go to these summer events to show these showcases to show off those skills. And for Ethan Grunkmeyer, it all happened this summer going to state college after the commitment, going to the elite 11 championship, the finals, the elite 11 finals. That was his, that was his time to showcase those skills and really blow up his recruiting. 
but it's different for everybody. Some people are earlier. Some people are later going into their senior seasons. That's just part of it. You said it right, though. If you're from a smaller area, football-wise, not necessarily population-wise, right. but like the importance, a Boston area kid isn't going to get scouted. I don't know anybody that lives in Boston that's in my industry. No. Hmm. It's just the way it is. Everybody's down south. There's a few around Chicago area, Indianapolis, and then out west in Texas. That's it, bro. So you you have to find different ways to be evaluated. Now, Huddle, for those of you who don't know, if you type in H-U-D-L and a player's name, you can find about anybody. Yeah. But that's not the same as my eyes being on you at a high school game on Friday night somewhere here in Central Florida. There are certain kids that I see five, six times in a two-year span. Well, yeah, I'm more likely to rate that kid. I've seen him a bunch. It's, there's more kids here. There are games I go to. There were there are literally 30 players that will play some form of college football down here in Florida. It's that convoluted and, and just unbelievable. That's why everybody lives down here. So you're not going to change it, but when you get your chance, which he did it in L.A. at the Elite 11 Finals, Grunt Meyer did well. He caught everybody's attention. So his stock went up. Kudos to him. And kudos to Penn State for evaluating this early. I mean, the sure. conversations, it, it sounds like Penn State already has at least good footing for the class of 2026. Now, Brian, I'm not going to have a conversation about what prospects we should be aware of and who you've evaluated at this point <laughs> in time. But Penn State is already looking long-term to 26, 27, where they're offering some players. It, it, that's just what you have to do in recruiting. And these players are going to be unranked, but if Penn State finds them, they like them. Let's take a Malachi Williams, for example. Malachi Williams had oh, little no. to no interest, and that's somebody that is flying up recruiting rankings He's right now. He's a stud. He's a stud. I was talking to my buddy about him the other day. Sometimes, and he's a Philadelphia kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That one was a little surprising that he hadn't gotten more steam. I don't know why. Maybe he hadn't been to any camps or something. But, I mean, he's from PA and Philadelphia, so that one was a little surprising, but Hey, he's finally getting his just due, and he got a bunch of offers, you know, and he ends up at Penn State, so it works out. Yeah. But yeah, he was way underrated for a long time and probably still is a little bit too. And a couple others that I, I do want to note, uh, Luke Reynolds is another one. Reynolds started off as a quarterback, okay? And then he switched to tight end, but he was always at the, when he was being evaluated originally, he was being evaluated as a, as a signal caller, as a passer then flips the tight end. Now he's going to the all 22 camps. He's going to these uh, skilled position camps and working out and scouts are seeing him and they're like, man, we really missed out on this one. And he is, uh, he is everything committed projected to Penn state. So he, he is secure and safe. And I think a lot of these guys are the last, the last one that saw a big jump and he's going to continue to see a big jump in rankings is Garrett Sexton. Now Garrett Sexton was one of those lowly three stars. And it's like, well, Penn state's just, they're just getting offensive linemen to accumulate offensive linemen. They don't really care who pans out or what they're trying to do. And now it seems like Garrett Sexton could possibly be the best prospect in this class of 2024. You know, it's funny it used to be a lot of teams took kids like him, big tight ends, uh, offensive tackles that were kind of rangy, if you yeah. will. But for whatever reason, I mean, it depends on your scheme. Like Georgia, all the guys they've got committed now are 315 or bigger. Yeah. Totally different approach. Okay, that's fine. I mean, obviously, it's nothing's working any, any better than what's going on in Athens. I get it. But there's also other teams that take kids like this and have done good for, for a long time. Joe Alt that plays at Notre Dame was about the same exact situation as this kid. Until his senior year of high school, he was a tight end. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just—it's one of those things. And sometimes kids develop a little bit later in terms of gaining weight. 
I'll bet you money this kid weighs 300 pounds by the end of his redshirt freshman year. And he's got great feet. If you have great feet, and he's a physical kid too, they can teach you the technique. The upside is tremendous. And he's from a really good high school program too in Wisconsin. So they're good across the board. And it was a smart move to offer him when they did. That's called scouting. That's how you do it. Yeah, and we've already talked about how Penn State has gone into Wisconsin and made them pay for making a coaching change like that to go away from Paul Chris. There's a lull in recruiting in state, and now Luke Fickle is trying to play catch-up when Penn State has gotten the likes of, like we mentioned, Garrett Sexton here, Donovan Harbor, same school, Corey Smith uh, as well, to get its primary targets. Now, speaking of running back Corey Smith, his counterpart here, who's going to be a future teammate, Quentin Martin, saw a little bit of a dip in his in his ranking just just slightly i i believe firmly that this is a top 50 player i've seen him i saw the state championship game for bell vernon they won that game he can go both ways he's going to be a running back to start and brian before we move to the final segment and talk about quentin martin as a running back prospect because this one comes from the youtube comment sections nicholas singleton or Quentin Martin, who is the better prospect? But Brian, where can people keep up with what you do for everything? Again, publisher for All Hurricanes and what you do when it comes to recruiting for the Locked On Podcast Network. Sure. It's uh, at FB Scout underscore Florida. You can find me on YouTube or you can find me on Instagram and especially Twitter. All kinds of stuff, teams across the country. And I'm doing a lot of 2025 prospects. I was actually at a high school today doing some of that. That is the main thing you can do is find me on Twitter. It'll lead you to everything else. So thank you for offering that opportunity, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, Nicholas Singleton, Quentin Martin, third and final segment. We'll kind of save the best for last year. All the segments that we've had so far in this episode are very interesting, at least to me. And I hope the everydayers appreciate them as well. And we do appreciate you checking out Locked on Nittany Lions all the time, folks. But Nicholas Singleton was one of the best running backs. I mean, he won the Gatorade Player of the Year. J1 Sider is working overtime to make sure that Penn State continually churns out, again, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Journey Brown before the unfortunate health circumstances, Noah Kane before the leg injuries, and now he's at LSU. But now you turn around and look, you went from a running back room that was just, just not that great, unfortunately, with Kevon Lee and Noah Kane. They were pretty limited. Now you go to Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen, who are both at least Heisman considerations and are getting recognition as the best running back duo in all of the country, or at least they're considered top three uh, with Michigan, of course. You know, I'll give some due respect to the Wolverines there. But not too far behind who's going to join that room with them is Quentin Martin, who is just purely a great athlete overall. I want to see him as a defensive back. That's just me personally, but if Penn State views him as that next in this long list of talented running backs to go from Singleton and Allen to Quint Martin and Corey Smith, I'm okay with that because I've seen Quint Martin run as well effectively with the Rock as he does defending it as a guy in the secondary. I think he would eventually end up as a linebacker or a hybrid guy if he played hmm. on defense, and that's fine too, but he's yep. a long strider. He has a lot of speed. He's got a natural motion when he runs. Uh, he has the ability to cut for a bigger guy, which was surprising. His film was fun to watch. The only question I have is, like, the competition in PA, again, not quite what it is down here, and he just he just dismantled some poor kids. It was hilarious watching his film sometimes because he just, just ran over guys. And I, I just wonder, like, what's he going to do at the next level when it, when it ramps up? How much is he going to enjoy that? He seemed to love physical contact, though. Mm -hmm. He did not mind that at all. And if you can run downhill at over 200 pounds, Penn State's going to probably use you pretty good. 
As for comparison, I'll still take Singleton because I think his mm. speed was just insane for his size, like his explosiveness. Mm. I remember him seeing him as a sophomore, and I told one of my buddies in the industry, I'm like, I'd take him right now. Yeah. And he ended up having what, 50 offers or whatever. I mean, he, he was offered by every school in the country pretty much. So it's close, but I'll take Singleton because I think he's slightly faster. Is, and and you watch there there is a, a clip going around. I don't know how prevalent it is now, but once upon a time, Quentin Martin was training with Miles Sanders. Okay, and oh, they were really? doing and they were doing cone drills, and it looked like Quentin Martin maybe I don't know if he started a hair early, but he had a step on a professional running back, or at least he was going stride for stride. Even with if him, he's right? just close, I mean yeah. that's I mean hell, that's impressive for a kid that's not out of high school yet. Take that every time. Yeah, so I, I'm glad that you brought up the physicality. It, now, I, I said this back. I responded to the comment on, on the YouTube video when they said, okay, would you take Nicholas Singleton or Quentin Martin right out of high school if you had to pick the one? As a pure athlete, just because Quentin Martin can do more, and I like I said, I like him as a defender more than I do a running back just because Penn State has so many resources, but I do see him as a game changer if they do happen to flip him over to the defensive side of the football. Nicholas Singleton, just because he's so great as a running back, can't do that. Uh, the fact that you have Quentin Martin uh, in terms of the versatility, I would take him just strictly for the athleticism. But at running back, I, I have to agree. I do give Nicholas Singleton the slight advantage here just because uh, of the track star speed. What what his biggest struggles were a season ago as a freshman, he got chopped down pretty easily. At least early on in the season, he was easy. If you went for the if you went low on the tackle. You took him down. If you tried to tackle him up high, no chance. But we figured that out, and he wasn't getting tripped up as easily as the season went along. He's going to learn just like everybody else. Uh, sometimes kids get a little overzealous, and he was used to breaking off 10-yard runs like nothing. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's Big Ten football. It's a little bit different. Even teams like Rutgers and Maryland, they got guys that aren't very friendly that want to hit you. So it's, it's a different deal. But once he got to the back half of last season – I mean, Singleton was pretty much as good as any running back in the country, I thought. And, I i mean, he's only going to be a three-year college player. You know, he, he's an obvious NFL guy. Yeah. So Penn State fans should enjoy him as long as they can. Brian, I want to get your reaction to this because I don't think you've heard me say it, but some other people have, the everydayers have on this podcast. I like to compare Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen to the likes of Reggie Bush and Lendell White. Does that comparison fit? from what you've seen in all of college football? There's one Reggie Bush, brother. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right. his ability to be a receiver was insane. It was insane. That was the difference with him because nobody knew how to cover him because they couldn't. He wasn't as physical as Nick. Like Singleton's the better pure running back, but they would okay. put Reggie in the slaughter out wide. And it, was, it was terrible. So it was a little different. But I think that in terms of that dynamic, that thunder and lightning. Oh, 100%. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea is similar, mm -hmm. but Reggie's hands were crazy. Then what about Catron Allen to Lendell White? Which one? Which not, one do you think you'd take? Uh, I just I have nightmares about Lendell White in that play <laughs> that he didn't get the fourth down against Texas. That was just I'm not even a USC fan. That that bothers me. I I don't know how you how you can figure that one out. I'll never forget that play. But that's a flip a coin deal. Uh, Lendell White didn't pan out in the NFL like he should. He didn't put into work no. after he got the money. So I'll go Catron. At least he's got I got a shot to make it in the NFL still. Yeah, I, I do. I do legitimately see those guys being. I think Nicholas Singleton can be a top fifteen pick when if, oh, you know, if it stays healthy, and then Katron Allen at the back end of the first round, and both be first round picks in the same draft. 
it's not out of the question. Why not? Because they're gonna they're gonna leave they're gonna leave together, and then that opens up the door for both of them, Corey Smith and Quentin Martin. And when it comes to 2024, honestly, because Singleton and Allen will have another, they'll be there in their junior seasons. I'll say this now, Penn State will have the best running back room in all of the country. There, there's no date because Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum will be gone. Travion Henderson for Ohio State will be gone as well. And then you have, you go with Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, and then your backups are Quentin Martin and Corey Smith, who I believe could play as true freshman almost just about anywhere. I agree. There's no reason it shouldn't be. So, uh, folks, Penn State fans, you should be very excited for what the future holds. This is a nice two, nice two-year window. 2023 and 2024 have a lot in store for the Nittany Lions, especially with the 12-team playoff expanding in 2024, along with the with the Big Ten. But, Brian, I'm always appreciative of your perspective. Thanks so much for coming back onto the show and, and can't wait to get to do it again very soon as Penn State's going to try to wrap up this summer and put a bow tie on it uh, with a good recruiting class going into the fall. Absolutely. Look forward to doing it again. Thank you, sir.